Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. One of my best friends recently called me and said, Hey, money girl, I've got some extra money to invest this year. What should I do with it? I'll keep her anonymous and answer the question in this show by reviewing seven investing tips I gave her. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008 with over 42 million downloads. I'm also the founder of The Money Stack a free newsletter helping you build your bank account and live rich on your terms. You get behind the scenes and inspirational videos from me, plus actionable advice, tools, and invitations to educational events open to the public. You can join about 14,000 subscribers when you sign up at readthemoneystack.com. I also work with select brands doing on-camera and writing work as a financial spokesperson and speaker. As always, you can learn more about my work, books, money courses, and the newsletter at lauradadams.com. You can also leave a voice message with your money question or an idea for a future show topic by calling 302-364-0308. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, before we dive into the smart ways to invest your extra money, I want to make the point that these are smart ways to invest even if you're already investing. So it's not like you have to have extra money in order to follow these. But uh, my friend in particular had a little bit of extra money at the end of the year and um, really wanted to know what to do with it, as you'll hear as we go through each of these tips. And, you know, like I told her, before you make any significant investing decisions, you really need to take a holistic view of your finances. So what I mean by that is really consider what you want to accomplish with your precious resources. You know, what are you trying to do? Otherwise, you're not likely to make decisions that are going to move you toward the goals you really want to accomplish. For instance, maybe you are thinking about getting married and you want to save up for a really extravagant wedding party. Maybe you're thinking about starting a business. Maybe you want to fund college for your kids one day. Or you're thinking about purchasing extra insurance, like life insurance. Only you know the answers to what you really want to accomplish with your money. But it all starts there. The whole reason we invest money is to accomplish goals. So you need to really think a little bit about those at first and kind of craft your decisions based on that. All right, so let's get into the tips that you're going to need to follow when you have some extra cash. 
So the first tip is to use a high-yield bank account. Now, although a bank account has nothing to do with investing, using a bank account is saving, not investing. But when you've got a little extra to invest, first you want to make sure that you cover the basics by having a healthy emergency fund. So, you know, don't be somebody who is completely cash poor. You've got no money in the bank, but you're investing. You also need to have uh, a little bit of a cash cushion. So my first tip is actually not to invest unless you've got a healthy savings. It's critical to have a cash cushion to fall back on if something unexpected happens. You know, that could be losing your job. It could be losing your business income. You know, it could be having some really expensive, unexpected cost come up. If the majority of your money was all tied up in non-liquid investments, or you had to sell some investments at a loss in order to liquidate them, you would turn a challenging financial situation from bad to worse. So since savings accounts pay a known interest rate and most get covered by FDIC or NCUA insurance up to certain limits, they come with virtually zero risk. Now, that is different from investments like stocks, mutual funds, or cryptocurrency, which fluctuate in value and can lead to significant returns, but they can also lead to significant losses. Yes, the safety of a savings account means that even high-yield savings is not going to keep up with the inflation rate in most cases. But in return, you can rest easy knowing your cash will be there. It will be safe, plus a little interest, when and if you need it. So that's why saving, not investing, the money dedicated to your short-term goals, like maintaining emergency funds, taking an upcoming vacation, or maybe buying a car in the next couple of years, is essential. A good rule of thumb is to keep at least three to six months worth of your living expenses in an FDIC-insured high-yield savings account. And if you're looking for specific recommendations, I will put a link in the notes for this show to a marketplace of federally insured banks and credit unions and a little more information where you can get some of the highest yields available nationwide. But as I mentioned, saving money in a bank account for long-term goals like retirement is not wise because you likely will not earn enough to outpace inflation. So that could leave you short on the income you need to be comfortable throughout your lifetime. So before we start investing, always check in with your emergency fund. Make sure that it is healthy enough. It's enough of a cushion uh, before you start investing. All right, the second piece of advice I gave my friend is to max out a Roth IRA. So my friend and her husband are self-employed, and their net worth is 100% in real estate. Neither of them have a retirement account. And since their 2023 household income will be under the limit to qualify for a Roth IRA, I recommended that she and her husband open accounts. With a Roth, contributions are made on an after-tax basis. But if you follow the rules, your withdrawals and retirement are entirely tax-free, which is amazing. So that can be a significant advantage compared to a pre-tax traditional retirement account that does get taxed as income when you make withdrawals in retirement. 
For 2023, you can contribute up to $6,500 or $7,500 if you're over 50. And that's to a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, or a combination of both. And those limits are going up in 2024. It will be $7,000 or $8,000 if you're over 50. And you have until your tax filing deadline to make IRA contributions for the prior year. And I mentioned that a Roth IRA comes with an annual income limit. So here are the Roth IRA income thresholds for 2023. If you file taxes as a single, once your modified adjusted gross income reaches $153,000, that's at the point where you are no longer eligible to make contributions to a Roth IRA. And if you're married and filing taxes jointly, that cutoff is $228,000. So at that point, if you're earning $228,000 and above, you cannot contribute. Neither of you can contribute to a Roth IRA. And in 2024, those limits are going up. Next year, if you file taxes as a single, that income limit is going up from $153,000 to $161,000. And if you're married filing jointly, the income limit is going up from $228,000 to $240,000. So that's great because raising those limits means more people will be eligible for a Roth IRA. So that may be something to look at if you are maybe really close to that limit or, you know, you're not qualifying this year, check out next year and, you know, maybe make some plans to use a Roth IRA if you will be under that limit. And in addition to having a Roth IRA, you can also have another retirement plan like a 401k or even a self-employed retirement plan, giving you some really nice tax benefits to enjoy now and in the future. My third investing tip is to max out a traditional IRA. So let's say you earn too much for a Roth IRA. Well, there is no income limit for a traditional IRA. So if you prefer making tax-deductible contributions, you can contribute the same amount as with a Roth. It's $6,500 or $7,500 if you're over 50 for 2023, and it's going up to $7,000 or $8,000 if you're over 50 in 2024. And once you reach age 59 and a half, you can take penalty-free withdrawals. However, you must pay income tax on amounts that were not previously taxed in a traditional IRA. All right, investing tip number four, max out a self-employed retirement account. If you're like my friend and have business income, there are more tax advantage ways to save for retirement that have higher contribution limits than an IRA. However, my friend can only contribute enough to meet this year's IRA limit. So that's what she felt comfortable doing for this year. But I told her when she's ready to choose and begin funding a self-employed plan, I told her a simplified employee pension plan or a SEP IRA is an excellent option. This is the account that I use. It allows you to make tax-deductible contributions up to 20% of your net self-employment income. For 2023, you can contribute up to $66,000 to a SEP IRA, and that limit is going up in 2024 to 69000 However, you cannot contribute more to a SEP IRA than you earn. So, you know, the more you earn, the more you're able to utilize a self-employed retirement plan. 
And you can make either tax-deductible traditional SEP IRA contributions or after-tax Roth contributions to a SEP. The SECURE Act 2.0 recently added the Roth option. However, I will say I have not yet seen brokerages rolling it out, but it's likely that we are going to see more starting in 2024. So, you know, if that's something you're interested in, you want to inquire about that with your brokerage. As I mentioned, I use a SEP IRA because it's really easy to maintain. It has no annual paperwork, and it's an excellent option for business owners with or without employees. You can contribute any amount up to the limit, up to your tax filing deadline for the prior year. Another great option when you have no full-time employees, except a spouse or a business partner, is a solo 401k. I recently did a show on the difference between a regular 401k and a solo 401k. So be sure to listen to that show if this is of interest. However, you must fund a solo 401k through payroll deductions. So that means you're going to pay yourself a regular salary and calculate and submit quarterly payroll taxes to the IRS. So if you don't enjoy bookkeeping or you don't have an accountant to handle payroll taxes, a solo 401k could involve more administration than some small businesses with irregular income may want. Are you looking for a rewarding, life-changing opportunity that enhances the lives of children in your community? With almost 50 years of experience, Huntington Learning Center is the nation's leading K-12 tutoring and test prep franchise dedicated to shaping brighter futures for students and franchisees. Huntington is the top revenue-producing supplemental education franchise in the United States, and their proven system is the key to success for you and your students. The Huntington Advantage includes low startup cost, turnkey systems, dedicated support teams, national and local marketing support, and multiple revenue streams to help you build a life-enriching and profitable business. No education experience needed. In today's environment, the need for tutoring has never been greater. When you become part of Huntington Learning Center, you're filling an urgent need in the growing $5 billion supplemental education industry. To learn more, visit HuntingtonFranchise.com. Make a meaningful difference, pursue your dreams of business ownership, and be a positive force in your community. Don't wait. Visit HuntingtonFranchise.com today. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. One of mine was to get more protein, and Factor's protein shakes are amazing. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals and products every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. There is nothing like having fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash moneygirl50 and use code moneygirl50 to get 50% off. That's code moneygirl50 at factormeals.com slash moneygirl50 for 50% off. 
This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. All right, my fifth tip is max out a health savings account or HSA. So the next investing tip I gave my friend was to max out her HSA. It's one of my favorite accounts because it offers the most tax benefits. It's called the triple tax threat. However, you must be enrolled in an HSA-eligible, high-deductible health plan to qualify. You could purchase that insurance through a group plan at work or as an individual. Now, the downside of an HSA-eligible health plan is that it may cost more than a lower deductible plan over the long run, depending on your health care needs. For instance, if you've got kids that go to the doctor a lot, you've got chronic illnesses or expensive prescription medications, you might come out ahead, you might save more money with a health plan that requires a lower out-of-pocket deductible. HSA benefits include no restrictions on your income, you get tax-deductible contributions, tax-deferred investment growth, and tax-free distributions when you spend them on qualified healthcare costs. And there are many allowable expenses that you can use the HSA for, including medical, dental, vision, chiropractic, acupuncture, prescriptions, and over-the-counter medicines and products. While there's no requirement for HSA participants to make contributions, annual caps do exist. For 2023, you can contribute up to $3,850 if you have insurance for yourself or up to $7,750 for a family plan. Now, for 2024, those limits are going up. They will increase to $4,150 for individuals and $8,300 for families. Plus, if you're over age 55, you can contribute an additional $1,000. Now, another excellent HSA feature is that your funds roll over from year to year with no spending deadline. And if you have a balance in the account after age 65, you can spend it on non-medical expenses without penalty. But before age 65, if you withdraw for non-qualified expenses, like, you know, you take money for groceries or rent out of your HSA, you must pay taxes plus an additional steep 20% penalty. So just like with a retirement account, you should not put money in an HSA that you might need for everyday expenses. All right, my sixth tip is to fund a 529 college savings plan. Now, I actually didn't recommend this one to my friend because her youngest child recently graduated from college. But if she had younger kids still at home and wanted to pay their education expenses, I would have mentioned using a 529 plan. In addition to paying college tuition, room and board, books and computer equipment, recent 529 changes allow you to spend it on younger children. You can use up to $10,000 per year for expenses for students in public or private kindergarten through high school. That's a really nice feature. And while 529 contributions are not tax deductible, your account's interest earnings and investment growth are never taxed if you use the funds for qualified expenses. And there are no restrictions 
depends on annual income to participate in a 529 plan. Most states offer at least one choice of 529s. However, the fees and benefits vary quite a bit from plan to plan. So comparing plans is wise, even, you know, comparing plans state to state. You don't have to use your state's plan. You know, for instance, you could live in Florida, participate in a California 529, and use the funds to pay for a school in Michigan. You know, it could be really all over the place. Also note that some states with an income tax do offer residents a tax deduction or a credit if you choose an in-state 529. So depending on where you live, that could add up to significant savings compared to an out-of-state plan. So you really just need to do your homework. The only downside of contributing to a 529 plan is that spending it on anything besides qualified education expenses does come with a penalty. And that penalty is just on the earnings portion of a distribution. But you do have to pay income tax and an additional 10% penalty on those amounts that were not previously taxed. And starting in 2024, the SECURE 2.0 Act allows you to roll over up to $35,000 of unused 529 funds to a child's Roth IRA. Now, that child does have to qualify for a Roth IRA by earning income. However, there are some restrictions, including having the 529 plan open for at least 15 years. And you, of course, cannot exceed the IRA annual contribution limits, which will be $7,000 for 2024. All right, my seventh and final tip is to invest through a brokerage account. So I told my friend, once you've exhausted your tax-advantaged ways to invest your extra money, that's when it's time to look at taxable options like a brokerage account. And the investment firm you choose should depend on the investments that you want to purchase, like mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, cryptocurrency, or even real estate. When your investments have dividends or capital gains inside a brokerage, you do have to report the income on your tax return, and your brokerage will send you tax forms in January for the prior year so that you'll know exactly the types and amounts of income earned or lost. And your tax rate depends on whether you owe short or long-term capital gains and your tax bracket. For instance, when you profit from an asset you own for less than a year, It's called a short-term capital gain. And in that case, your tax rate is the same as your ordinary income. And those tax brackets range from 10% up to 37% in 2023. But your tax on assets owned for longer than a year is long-term capital gains. And depending on your income, it ranges from zero up to 20%, with the average investor paying 15%. While paying tax on investment growth in a brokerage isn't ideal, the upside is that you can contribute an unlimited amount, and you can also take withdrawals at any time for any reason without penalty. So if you've got a little extra money to invest or really just want to prioritize your investing, I hope this show has been helpful. And by the way, if you're enjoying Money Girl, take a moment to let us know. We love to hear from you. You can rate and review the show in your podcast app. We read all of them and really appreciate your five-star ratings and reviews. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. 
Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg. Our director of podcast is Brandon Gaitchis. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts. Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, You'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.